0: Welcome to Black Hearted Mama. I am so excited to finally be recording and hopefully this one saves. Please like, share, comment, send some good vibes. I'm very excited to cover this case today. I think that after watching the documentary of Keep, Sleep, Pray, and Obey, I needed a tub full of ice cream and a moment to just chill. Now, this is trigger warning, trigger warning. We are going to discuss rape, as well as incest, as well as just being a fucking creep. I'm also going to talk about religion and of course, victims who are well underage. I will also discuss a lot of what I thought about the documentary as well as today where this horrible human being is. So trigger warning, I will cuss. This is something that is disgusting. This is something that happened for years. This is something that a woman had to come forward and hold up the red flag. So let's get started on Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey. Now, Keep Sweet right there, it was actually in a song that they would sing in this particular FLDS. Now, these are fundamentalists. They do believe in polygamy, as in having more than one wife, and it is to the point where they, the elders of the church were marrying children. We're talking about like 80-year-olds taking on wives that were children, child brides, And we're talking about people with 100-plus wives. And the fact of the matter is, is that these prophets okayed it because that's what God told them. And that's what was brought forward to them since they were prophets. It all started with Warren Jeff's father, who was the original prophet. And from there, he handed it down to his son, who then became the prophet. Now, he had multiple sons, but this one in particular, he considered him the favorite, in a sense. He would basically make these rules and say, hey, this is what God came and told me. And... Yuck. His formal name is Warren Steed Jeffs, and he is still alive, unfortunately. But he's happily away in prison in Texas, which we'll talk about towards the end. So, when I first watched this episode, um, the season one, episode one, there's four parts to this. All I could think was, kept saying was, ew. I I believe in people getting to pick their religion. I believe that, you know, it's up to you what you believe in. But at the same time, I also am a firm believer in letting children have a choice in their lives. And they can choose to continue on what path they want to, whether that be very religious, whether that be you know non-denominational, they get to choose. And I'm very I'm very firm believer in that. So the episode one just opens up with the creek, and or crick as they called it, and that was the home of the FLDS they had property on that that they built themselves they had the temple that they went and prayed at and everything was well and good there they sat right on the border of two states and basically they had their own since their own community you know everyone worked at members businesses and they mainly did construction work they had their own town and their own place and that's how they chose to live now polygamy means of course having more than one partner I don't know if you ever have seen sister wives but they do believe in you having more than one wife and that, again, to each their own. I'm not going to judge that. The one thing I am going to judge is there is no business for a 14-year-old to get married and given away. When watching this documentary, you, you hear the stories about the, the children being married, often crying, and not being able to say, I do. What the hell? So they're very much of not ready. Why the hell would they be? And here they are marrying an old, old man. We're talking about in the six, like sixty years old men marrying fourteen year old little girls. It's disgusting. So we get introduced to Elisa Wall and. She participates in this documentary. She is the one who filed legal charges against Jeff. Jeff's, sorry. And forced her to marry her 19-year-old first cousin, Alan, at the age of 14. Okay, Let's, let's say this out loud again. First cousin. They are blood-related, and you are marrying him at 14 years old. Now, Jeff's set this up. Therefore, he was an accomplice and was charged with conspiring to commit sexual misconduct with a minor in June of 2005. Unfortunately, marrying her off to her own cousin, he repeatedly raped her. And the saddest part is she also suffered multiple miscarriages. And of course, during that time, she thought she was not worthy to carry a child. Now, what is alarming to me is that there is proof and evidence that incest, is, one, not okay, two, it could have serious birth defects for the child that becomes of it, and it's incredibly sad. So, another breakdown of this, this is in 2005, and in 2019, a lawsuit was filed against Jeffs with a woman alleging he had sexually abused her as a child. Jeff's attorney filed a petition on July 8th claiming that his client suffered a mental breakdown and was not mentally competent to provide testimony. Now, he's the prophet. He is the self-proclaimed prophet. He's the one that hands down these orders. He's the one that was doing it from prison. Visitors would come in. He'd get on the little phone. They'd be tentatively listening with their notebooks and saying how much they loved him and he loved them. And ew, what the fuck. So Warren just has tried to take his life several times um, behind bars. He has gone lengthy hunger strikes with one in 2011 resulting in him being placed in temporary medical induced coma. Now, if he's the prophet and it feels like he's doing everything right, then why the hell is he trying to take his own life? Now, Warren just has 78 wives in total that are confirmed. 29 of these wives were previously married to his father, Rulon, who was the original prophet. What? He fucking married his mothers. I I have no words. Fifty six of these women were also each other's sisters. Yes, sisters. As in your sister. Ew. Twenty-four of those wives were considered under age. Twenty-four. Mommy, I had this, but I was a and I- all right. Now with the disgustingness of it all, 24 of those wives were underage. 24. Now, Mr. Jeffs was involved in conducting the marriages of 67 underage girls to FLDS men. Underage, 67. Ew. Now, here's an interesting part that I'm going to just touch on. Naomi Jessup, a wife of Warren's dad, Rulon. She married him after Rulon died, according to this source. She went on to run Warren's Y-list. He was a married man. She described one of his as his favorite wives. Naomi's sister, Marianne, she was 12 when she married Warren. Ew. Ew, ooh, ooh. One of Warren's wives who gave evidence during the 2007 trial was named Margaret Thomas, and she was raised to be obedient. Also, I think it's very interesting is Brielle Decker, born Lynette Warren, considered Warren Jeff's 65th wife. She was married to a leader at 18. She suffered abuse and torment from Jeff and his followers. She escaped by climbing out of a window and running barefoot to her safety. Brielle has acquired the former FLDS estate in Colorado City, Arizona, and has turned it into the Short Creek Dream Center, a refuge for women and children who have fled FLDS plus other victims of sex trafficking. Hell yeah to Brielle Decker. Hell yeah, girl. Actually, um, you can look her up on YouTube. She does um, a great talk on there. Again, that is Brielle and her last name is Decker. Now here he is, he has this land, happy as could be in his own little short creek area. But hey, let's go ahead and make the yearning for Zion Ranch in Texas. And ooh ooh. Ew, here's all the clusterfuck of disgustingness occurs. And this is for the chosen people, but babies, toddlers. But let's not take their moms. No, let's uproot those babies without their mom and give them to this ranch. Give them to the yearning for Zion, which is considered better. Well, this is when it all began because people in Texas were flying over suspected like, oh, this is going to be a hunting ranch. You know, let me take my helicopter over it. You know, they're going to do some hunting on this. But here goes this giant building, giant building, which will later become the temple. With all that being said, they are working around the clock to make this thing for the prophet, Warren drafts, around the clock working, lights the whole nine yards. In the meantime, he's beginning to separate families. He's beginning to kick people out that know too much or know more than him. Anyone who he feels is trying to be you know, a good human being, first of all. But also anyone who thinks differently than him. They're booting him out. Now, Jeff's brother Seth and had around 20 members joined a sheriff. And this is what I find is so interesting. The property was court-ordered to be put on sale in February 2021 and is believed to have been bought by ex-members who had left the FLDS. Some even still have relatives tied up into the FLDS. And what is so sad is that have children still believing in the FLDS and believing Warren Jeffs which is so sad. You know, you have this situation to where you can't control it because they are adults and they still proudly believe in this prophet, which is just so fucking disgusting. Now, there has been accounts of you know, with this rape and incest in particular, that these girls were told to disrobe in front of these old men and from then on raped. Now, we're talking about children taking orders from these adult grown-ass men and then they would proceed to rape them. There is a special place in hell for these people. Now, throughout this documentary, they have people who give insight. And what I find is very interesting, when Warren Jeffs went on the run when he was FBI's top 10 most wanted people, he went on the run, but the craziest part is, is that he went ahead... And would go to Las Vegas, would go to Disney World, would go to sporting events, would go and pose in front of the White House in disguise, have cell phones, burner phones. He knew how to operate on the run. And what is crazy to me, a traffic stop brings him down, just like, hmm, Ted Bundy. Oh, here's this guy in the back seat of this car. Hmm. Oh my goodness, it's Warren Jeffs. But let's not forget during this time that he was on the run, he was enjoying strip clubs. He was enjoying pornography. He was everything that he voiced against. He was doing. But here you go on top of it. These members that were still following him were giving him all the money. Oh, you need to tithe the church. All this money was then given to Warren and to be living this high life while they in return were suffering because they wanted to support the prophet and do what they thought was needed to be done. There, again, is a special place in hell. Here we go. Let's talk about his sentence. Good old Warren, Jeffs is serving a life sentence plus 20 years for his crimes. He received a life sentence for sexually assaulting a 12-year-old girl, and he had to pay a $10,000 fine. Jeff received a further 20-year sentence for sexually assaulting a 15-year-old girl. Both victims were married to the leader at this time, his child Brides. Now... He will not be eligible for parole until July 22, 2038. He'll be 82 years old at this time. Additional cases have been brought against Jeffs both before and after his imprisonment. In 2004, his nephew, Britt Jeffs, filed a lawsuit which accused Warren of raping him when he was five or six years old. This is so disgusting. Disgusting. To follow, two more nephews and two of Warren's own children claim sexual abuse at his hands. Ooh, ew, ew, ew. In 2019, another lawsuit was filed against him. A woman allegedly sexually abused her as a child. But here's the kicker: it's that's when the one that says he suffered a mental breakdown. Ew. So he is happily sitting in prison in Texas currently. He is serving time the Lewis C. Pallett Unit, a prison located in Palestine, Texas. He is 66 years old and was previously convicted in 2007 on two counts of acting as an accomplice to rape. Now, I thought this was really interesting because he set it all up. He knew well what was happening with these children. And guess what? The conviction was overturned in 2010 by Utah Supreme Court, who said that the jury instructions were not correct and his convictions were reversed, and a new trial was ordered. Ugh. I don't even know what to say about that. Because what the fuck? Who does this? Bottom line, who the hell does this? But here's the craziest part. People still believe him, and people still do what he says. They literally have pictures of it him in their homes. Like we would have, you know, here's a perfect example. I was brought up Catholic. And in my grandmother and grandfather's home, there was a picture of Jesus Christ. There were statues of the Virgin Mary. There was a rosary area set up to pray. Now, my grandparents believed in tithing, but my grandparents believed in tithing with the church. They did not tithe, Priest necessarily, they would tithe the church. Now, when I say this, I mean as if they would give a donation. For example, um, the roof being repaired. My grandparents were part of this church when they moved to the area, and my dad has continued to be part of that church. I have been baptized in that church. I have First Holy Communion. I was not confirmed. Due to, I got kicked out of confirmation classes for not being able to attend because I was trying to get a college scholarship to play softball. So I was not confirmed. My sister, though, completed everything. She is very involved in a sense of providing um, support to younger children who are wanting to take catechism classes. But let's just put this out here. This man's creepy as fuck. And his picture is in their homes. And they would have people coming and checking to make sure that his picture is in your home. In your home. But what is just disturbing to me even more. No one's ever going to tell me how to dress. No one is ever going to tell me I showed too much skin, as in I need to fully cover myself with my hands and my face. No fucking way. Just throwing it out there. Um, I, That is not my cup of tea. I respect whoever ever has those cultural beliefs and want to do that. You go for it. He even goes down to the fact they had a certain hairstyles and would have videos telling you how to achieve those hairstyles oh hell no just saying just saying hell no but keep sweet and pray and obey has all of this information i feel like this was a great documentary and it truly just shows how crazy people can be but here is the thing he appointed himself as the prophet as soon as his dad died. No one was allowed to touch his dad. But hey, that night that your dad's, like, laid to rest, where everyone thinks that the prophet can never die, hold up, but I'm going to make myself the prophet, and I'm going to go marry some of my moms. What the hell? Because they believe that the prophet never dies. So when Rulon died... They expected him to come up from the grave, you know, very similar to some teachings in other religions, you know, on the fifth day, he rises again, whatever it may be. So, but instead, he, he's a new prophet, says, hey, I'm gonna go marry some wives, I'm gonna go marry some of my moms, I'm gonna go marry, you know, whoever it may be, I'm gonna get permission for, you know, kids to get married, no, just throwing it out there, hell no. So the way I want to end this is, is that this person is sitting in prison, still known as the prophet to some, calls every week to give the message from the Lord, and people still believe. I don't know if it's brainwashing. I don't know if it's truly of people just are sucked into it, which is incredibly sad, incredibly sad. It's heartbreaking that people believe this bastard. Now, I, I can't even wrap my head around my children being a part of this, but watching this firsthand and watching you know, Texas CPS get involved of this ranch that had 400 little kids on it who were torn from their mothers. It's just disgusting. And how this person who can make himself a profit with so much power. Gag, throw up gag. Like, absolutely not. My babies are my babies for a reason. I choose to raise them how I see fit. But at the same time, I want my children to be children and not told what to do and in a sense of told what to believe in or told and look forward to being a child bride. Hell to the no. Now, to end this, I want to also bring up that there's people that went against him or were kicked out of the church. There are dads that said, my kids aren't getting married to 18. No way in hell. which is phenomenal. So here we go. This guy should be in prison till the day he dies. This guy and, you know, the other followers below him need to be in prison as far as I'm concerned. For example, the people that follow through with his commands. Absolutely not. And I really recommend this documentary. You have to go into it with a in the first probably like 10 minutes, I almost turned it off because this is just sick. Um, but at the same time, it opens up your eyes to this is happening. And I think that it's a shame that it gives light to other, you know, for Latter-day Saint members, you know, you have to be like, no, I'm not part of the Warren Jeffs cult. You know, it's so sad that they have to do that within their religion. But the people that came forward and spoke up, they're heroes. They paved the way for others to get out of these horrible situations. And those are hell yeah moments. So I think I'm done with this sick buck. And we're going to go on to a different story um, next week. But holy hell. I've watched the documentary twice now just to gain information and just to, there's some parts that I just can't, like, it's disgusting, like, seeing these little girls dress up as brides, but anyways, we're gonna move on from the sick fuck, God, he's in prison, and thank goodness that he, he is locked away somewhere I, I just wish they would take away his phone or means of communication to the followers but that's not my that's not my area but that is my breakdown to keep sweet pray and obey also from different articles found i appreciate you all listening so sorry again for the trigger warnings And y'all have a fabulous week. We'll hit you with another true crime next week. Like, share, follow, Blackhearted Mama. I appreciate you listening and taking all this in. And give a hell yeah to the survivors. Give a hell yeah to the people that turned them in. Um, So have a great rest of your week, and I will talk to y'all soon. Bye.